You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. Hi, hello, and welcome to Chewing the Fat. Uh, thank you for uh, coming along for the ride today. Uh, we've got an exciting show for you, as usual. I mean, I, you know what? I don't even want to say we have an exciting show for you, because you being here is exciting enough. <laughs> so anyway, I was reading this story today uh, by Alex Trebek. It was, Alex was doing a, you know, an interview uh, with, uh, you know, because of his, uh, you know, they, he just inked a new deal to extend Jeopardy. So it's not a mistake that Alex is now doing a few interviews to promote that. And so, you know, when you see Alex Trebek on Me Too and Alex Trebek wants to talk about Justin Trudeau, but really all he's doing is just hawking that he signed the new deal for Jeopardy and, hey, you can still watch Jeopardy and I'm on it for the next 100 years. And so, he, you know, he, Jeopardy is his until he keels over, right? He's already had, what, eight or nine heart attacks and he heals up and he comes back and he reads, you know, I'd like English for a hundred, Alex. And they, and the show's great and everybody watches it. It really is. I, I'm not, I, I'm making a little bit of fun because it's such a good gig and, and I, and I love Alex and it's, it would be a great job to have and he has it. So bless his heart. But he talked about Justin Trudeau who has this hidden buzzer in his shirt. That, you know, he leans back and he just pushes the button and then his crew comes and gets him out of wherever he's at. And it's not an emergency button. You know, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm being harmed. It's a button that says, I, I'm really sick of talking to this person and being in this room. Get me out of here. Now, having worked with a number of people over the years that are, you know, surrounded by a number of people a few times in their life, you learn the signals of, Hey, I got to get out of here. Uh, you know, so you learn to come up and rescue them and get them out of the crowd. It's not a surprise that guys like this have that sign, although I'm a little surprised he has a little buzzer when he could just, you know, carry a little purse around like the queen. I said the queen. Yeah, thank you. When I say the queen, that means we have to... Have- Queen has a thing, a big pompous orchestra, Queen. The Queen's here. Yeah, something like that. I think this is it. This this sounds right. The Queen. The Queen is here. Queen Elizabeth, the 84th. All rise. Oh, wait, that's a court. You do rise, yeah, you do. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. And here comes the. Here comes. Wait. That's the same. That's the same thing. All right. The Queen. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it again. Oh, good lord, no. Even if I said the Queen. The Queen. I like having this, the Queen, though. Shout it out. Yeah, I like that. Having the, the Queen. 
King Jeffy, ladies and gentlemen. And now, welcome the Queen. Queen Elizabeth, 155 years old today. Happy birthday, Queen. So we're talking about how she alerts uh, her people um, if she wants to end conversations. And it's kind of, you know, and she has these, look, she's look, she's the queen, right? And we left that country because of people like her. Right? We came here because we didn't want to put up with people like her. But she's still the queen. All right, I got it. She's still the queen. And she, they're trying to break away. They just signed a deal today, right, the, with the EU and uh, UK, are their Brexit deal. Now, uh, Theresa May's got to get it okayed through the parliament. But they're still, I mean, in March... They're leaving. Uh, they're leaving the EU. And they are wound up, man, about it. They do not want to leave the EU. And people that's what the people voted on. They're trying to get other votes. They're trying to come up with another way that, to say that the vote didn't count and we would need to vote again. Uh, no. No, 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 no. The people in the cities wanted to stay in the EU. The people in the countryside, the real people, said, screw you, EU. I believe that was the actual sign that was all over the United Kingdom. Screw you, EU. And so they lost. And now they're, they've been billy-bally trying to, we have to work on a deal with the EU and we can't just break our ties and just cut ties. Have you learned nothing from Donald Trump? Cut the ties. Everything else will work out after that. Say goodbye. Have a nice day. We're done. So anyway, back to the queen. All right, so according to royal historian Hugo Vickers, and I love Hugo. I mean, Hugo Vickers is the guy. It is a guy, right? Anyway, uh, uh, she has a wedding ring that signals to her staff she's ready to move on from the conversation, okay? And she wants them, if she spins the ring, uh, get her out of there. She does want you to intervene like right now. Whoever she's talking to, she's done with them right now. And she has, uh, she also has her, her bag, you know, her purse. And she doesn't carry a clutch bag. She has a bag with handles on it or whatever you want to call it for the purse. And, of course, you know, I mean, it's the purse is probably, you know, $80,000 made from, you know, the finest silk from China and gold from India. I got it. She's the queen. Is, is she really the queen anymore? I mean, she, they're, they're the king and queen, and they got, but they really have no power. But when you're part of the royals, I mean, the royals are still a big deal around the world we even treat them like a big deal i say we should do that i think we should just uh, i think they can be treated like you know the royals all over the rest of the world but when they come here it's like sup hey nice of you to be here there's a holiday in down the road you're staying there yeah okay we'll let them stay at the hilton all right i, I don't want to they're the royals i get it they stay at the four seasons maybe Stay at the Marymount when they're out west. It's fine. If there's the rooms aren't good enough for the Royals, then get over it. This is the United States. So anyway, she places her bag on the table at events, and that means she's ready to go. All right, so she's got her purse with her, and you're sitting there talking, you're at the table, and all of a sudden you see purse on the table. Might as well say goodbye. 
Queen's cutting out. All right, let's go. She uh, also has a she has a buzzer too. She's got a little buzzer. No, it's not on her clothes. She's not walking around like Trudeau with the buzzer on his clothes. What a douche. Then she that buzzer means like when there she's got people at the at the palace, and uh, she wants to uh, be rid of these people in whatever room they're in at the palace. And in comes uh, in comes the help. And uh, it's time to go. Uh, Mr. Fisher, uh, your time is up with the queen. Have a nice day. Uh, your time is done. Take care of yourself. Now, in the bag that she has her, I'm sorry, her, her purse, she always keeps a mirror, lipstick, a pen, uh, some mint lozenges, and thank God for that, uh, reading glasses, and on Sundays, of course, she has a, a few small bills. I'd like to see what she considers small bills, uh, precisely folded to give as a church donation. And uh, but it's more you. She uses the purse more for signals. Uh, she sets it on the floor, moves it to the right. She could be standing out talking to you. And she also one of the things that you'll see the royals do. And this is this could hold true with anyone really, if you if you pay attention to what's happening in gatherings people do it all the time they just don't think about it but like the royals will have uh their purses and their clutch bags and they'll be standing there with uh their both hands holding the purse in front of them and that means they're saying hello to you and they're greeting and they're talking to you but we ain't shaking hands don't touch me stay over there we'll get in your space and your space is over there and that's where we're talking okay don't make me move the purse to my left hand all alone or you're done if I scratch my head, you're dead. I wonder what that signal is. That's got to be this head scratch, right? <laughs> Excuse me, I have to scratch my head. Gunshot from the sniper. But people do it all the time, right? You think about it. When you're at gatherings, and if you're standing there and you don't really want to shake people's hands, but you're talking, you put both hands in front of you. Unless you're, you know, you can... If it wouldn't matter if you were actually carrying a purse, whether you're a man or a woman at these gatherings, it's fine. But I'm just saying usually most men who are identifying as males aren't carrying a purse. Although I don't mind carrying my, that's a good thing. People don't shake your hand when you're carrying your wife's purse. They look at you a little strange once in a while, but after they look at you, they don't shake your hand. So I'm a fan of carrying the wife's purse. <laughs> We have to know, though. We have to check with Hugo and see what the kill shot move is. Because when she's tired with you, she rings her ring, and she is time to go. But if she wants you killed, I wonder what that is. She probably has to speak that out loud. Even the queen has to be able to say, off with his head. Right? Even the queen. I'd like to thank the queen for coming today. This is not the. This is, no, it is not. This is like the Hallmark Christmas movie from the United Kingdom or something. That is not. Stop it. That's not for the Queen. The Queen is not pulling up in the horse drawn carriage with the gold listening to that thing. She's scratching her head here. Somebody's getting killed if this music is playing. No, we're done with that. She is not the Queen.
We might as well go to the break room and get a drink because I am thirsty. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so good. All right, so uh, Netflix is testing a mobile-only subscription to make its service more uh, service more affordable, which I kind of like. Uh, it's kind of a good idea, right? Just mobile-only uh, subscription. They're trying it uh, overseas. Uh, but, I mean, I can get it on my phone. Now I'm paying, you know, I can play it on, I think, what, what did we say the other day? Like I have four or five devices, right, I pay for, or you can watch Netflix on four or five devices, and then that's it. That's your total, unlike Hulu. Hulu ticks me off, too. You know, because they catch it. Their their deal is on Hulu. I digress. Their deal is on Hulu that you only get one deal, and if they catch you, then they cut it off. But when we first got Hulu, I think this is what they do. When we first got Hulu, I, was, I just got my shoulder surgery, my, my, one, my one shoulder surgery. So I was, uh, you know, in the, in the tilt back uh, watching TV, and I was watching a Hulu series. And my wife was watching Hulu out in the living room. Right, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, we just got Hulu. We can watch it on at least two devices. Cool, no problem. And then uh, a week later, I go to turn it on, and my wife is watching something in the living room, and it won't come on. And so we read the rules, and it says it's only good for one device. And if we catch it, then that's it. We shut it off. I think they, I think they deliberately not catch it for the first few days, just to tease you and let you watch Hulu on all your devices. And then they say, okay, that's enough. We're going to stop you now. That's our rule. Back to Netflix. They're trying out their new mobile deal uh, on phones uh, in India. Do you realize Netflix, I mean, Netflix now has, I mean, they're around the world, right? They have 137 million customers. 79 million Outside of the U.S. All right. So the U.S. has what? What's that make it? 58 million? 59 million here in the U.S.? Something like that. Uh, Netflix is doing okay. Uh, Reed Hastings is making a little cash for Netflix. And good for them. I love them. I want them to continue to do good. But I think, you know, they're now that the mobile deal, they want people to be able to just spend like four bucks Four bucks a month, and you can get it specifically on your on your phone. I think that's a good deal. Uh, I mean, most of us are trapped to our phones anyway, all right. And so, if why why not spend the four bucks on having it on your phone, and you watch whatever you want. Plus, if you have a Samsung phone and a Samsung television, you can match it up to the TV. Shh. So you can watch whatever's on your phone, on your television. Shh. And I'm sure you could do that with Apple, too, and Apple TV as well. So if you could, you know, if you get the mobile deal, you'll still be able to view on your on your big screen in the home. You just won't be able to have, you know, your wife and your, you won't be able to get rid of the wife. You won't be able to get rid of the kids. You'll all have to watch the same television. Ooh, that's a tough deal right there. Go watch something on Netflix, but you're watching something. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Go outside. (laughs) All right. So we also have, um, I I tell you what, 
just I know I don't. I know. I know. I know. I try not to talk a whole lot of politics, and I gave you a little Brexit talk there for a minute, but that was we were just really talking about the Queen. But you know, we have. I said the Queen. Thank you. I mean, when the, when the, when it gets mentioned, I mean it's royals. It's royalty. It has to happen at all times. So the daily briefing, CNN is suing uh, uh, the White House. All right, and uh, on the daily briefings, and CNN is saying that uh, they're suing the White House because Jim Acosta got kicked off. Now I'm sure you are, you know, if you're aware, and I, I know I'm getting breaking off my politics rule, but I was really frustrated today because now the other networks are jumping on board with CNN suing the White House for this apparent First Amendment uh, breakthrough. Uh, that uh, the White House is doing. Uh, I think my prediction is about to come true. I predicted about two years ago when Trump was president, at least I predicted this on the Pat and Stu show. So how long has that show been gone? Two years? Something like that? Ever since Trump, you know, maybe something like that, year and a half? It was right around when Trump became president because I said then, and I think it's going to happen now, that he just cancels the daily press briefings. Okay. You guys want to give me a hard time about who can and who can't show up and who we say can and can't go. And by the way, CNN still has a reporter there at the daily briefing. They just want Jim Acosta there. Screw that. They get to choose who gets to come in. And by the way, Jim Acosta can still get in to report at the White House. He just doesn't have a hard pass. He has to stop and get his hand stamped like a little kid, which he doesn't want to do. I got it. But tough. I just think Trump, here you go, Trump is just going to cancel. You want to see, you want to see them go crazy? Uh, President Trump, this is what you need to do. Cancel the daily briefing. Just don't do it. Don't do it. They can ask you questions when you're on the way to Air Force One on the tarmac. They can ask you questions when you're on the, on your way to the helicopter. You can hold a press conference when something important happens. Other than that, they can just follow you on Twitter. They do anyway. Why have those daily briefings don't do anything? They do nothing for anyone but give guys like Jim Acosta an outlet to spew his rhetoric. And that's, I mean that, spew his rhetoric, not ask questions and get information that would help the listeners and the viewers decide how they feel on a, on a particular topic, which I thought is what reporters were supposed to do. I guess I'm, I guess I'm wrong. The reporters are activists, and they're telling us what we should think because that's what they think. So mark my words. Daily briefing. Be ready for the battle when Trump says, you know what? Just cancel him. We're done. Have a nice day. I'm sick of it. I don't want to do them anymore. Follow me on Twitter. You heard the big news that uh, Amazon has decided on what cities they're moving to, and it's no surprise that they're going to uh, Crystal City, Virginia, and Long Island City in New York. Um, they got great tax incentives to go there, of course. And uh, we talked about it last week of you know the rumor, and now more and more people are saying it, that really Amazon just did this bidding war between these cities. So they could get all the information on all these other cities. Because all these cities gave Amazon everything about their cities. 
They gave them property and property values and what's open and how many people are living there. I mean, they gave them everything. And then Amazon says, oh, not you. Sorry, thank you. But they still have all the information. And that's what they wanted. They needed the data. And they got it. So Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, pulled that one off. He pulled it off good. And if you're looking for real estate, I mean, you really should go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you listen to. <laughs> if you live in that area or Virginia, New York, I mean, hello. A two-bedroom condo on Crystal Drive uh, in Crystal City, Virginia, listed more than a month ago at $559,900, all right? Uh, the seller right now already upped it another twenty grand. It's over six hundred thousand. All right, immediately. Uh, their prices are already skyrocketing through the. If you live in those areas and want to sell, realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to move to those areas and want a good deal before the prices go completely through the roof, realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, it's only I don't need to do any more of a commercial than that. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They will make your life so much easier if you want to buy or sell a home and you need professional help. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, while I'm on the subject of, uh, of buying things, why don't you buy a, uh, a raffle ticket to the Mercury One Mercedes-Benz giveaway? Uh, the giveaway is going to be this Saturday. Um for a hundred bucks, your name goes in the hopper, and you get a chance at a Mercedes Benz. Go to MercuryOne.org. It's well worth it. If you uh, watched my Instagram post today, prior to the podcast, and you can go back and see it under my story uh, for the next twenty-four hours, we show you the hopper that the names are going in. Uh, the odds will be forever in your favor. It's a good deal. For a hundred bucks, you got a great shot at a Mercedes Benz. And there's not a Mercedes Benz on the planet that isn't worth a hundred bucks. I guarantee you that because it's worth a hundred bucks to me and I'm ready. <laughs> I want to get it right now. Yesterday we talked about showers and we talked about the length of showers and how long people took showers. And, you know, we talked about, we talked to Chris and I talked to you about how long we take showers and everything, but we do have the final breakdown. I told you, I see an email from, uh, from the morning brew. Uh, and in that email is where the question was. So people answered, their email and they got the statistics from how many ever it's, you know, of course it's completely scientific because they have 18 billion followers on their email every day. It's not, but here's the end, the breakdown of the showers from the morning brew. All right. Uh, 78% are 14 minutes and under. All right. So you got 32%, five to seven, 25%, eight to 10, 21%, 11 to 14 15 percent spend 15 plus minutes all right seven percent spend one to four minutes those people that's that's not even a shower that's just a splash and of course uh, there's some don't shower at all and I, i think that answer is just for people being smart and not really i mean who the percentages of people that don't take a shower have got to be what minus one percent five percent and those people you're not working with. And I doubt that those people who actually live and breathe without taking a shower are getting the morning brew email. So, 
I think you're in pretty good company if you're taking a shower uh, for 15 minutes between five and 15 minutes. That's a you know you're pretty pretty average American between five and 15 minutes taking a shower. Myself, I'm thinking about taking a longer one this morning. Why? <laughs> Just because. I was feeling like, you know, maybe I am a royal. Maybe I am a queen. Just testing him is all. I just wanted to see if he was paying attention. (laughs) All right, so I wanted to uh, talk to Gary, the numbers guy, because I saw a story last night as I was, you know, looking for stuff to throw on top of the fat pile. And uh, I see this story where a... Baby in Minnesota, little girl, was born uh, on the 11th, a couple days ago. But not only was she born on Veterans Day the 11th, she was born, obviously, in uh, November. So you're looking at 11-11. And then on top of that, she was born at 11-11 p.m. So I got me thinking how, you know, how doomed people are with the number 11 and how strong the number 11 is in our lives. And that made me think, oh my gosh, I got to talk to Gary, the numbers guy, to find out how doomed this little baby girl is. So Gary, tell me, uh, how doomed is this girl? Well, she's actually anything but doomed. See, when it, when it comes down to places uh, you know, or events in history like 9-11, half 9-11, first plane that hit the World Trade Center, was Flight 11, when it happens in everyday life, it's not the same as it when it happens to, in a person's birthday. I'll okay. give you some examples. A lot of people who have charisma are 11 life paths or born on the 11th or 29th. Um, first way you can become an 11 is be like example Barack Obama, born 8-4-1961, as of the 29th, 29 is 11. Like his politics or not, he had a lot of charisma. Same thing with Bill Clinton, born 8-19-1946. He was a 38, 3 and 8 is 11. This guy would lie to your face. He'd still smile because he had a lot of charisma. Ronald Reagan was an 11 life path. So that's one way of being an 11. So, Another way of being an 11 is being born on the 11th, like Tommy Loring. She was on your that work before. Yeah. She's born on the 11th. That's, that's how a woman um, who's so young has that much charisma, and that's how she breaks through. Another example, Candace Owens. She's born on the 29th. She just came from nowhere. And now she's the voice of a lot of people in the conservative movement. I mean, I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag, but you know, as long as you're headed down that, you know, down that, down, down that, uh, down that path, Gary. I mean, I was born on the 29th as well. You know. And look at you, man. You, you ask, <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. Let's, let's just put it this way, Jeffy. Do you not have more influence than most people in this world? I don't know about that. I don't well, know about uh, that, just, my friend. Come on, come on. Just being, just being around the people you are. Just being, you have influence. Come on now. Okay. You're you right. You're right, Gary. No one else. Actually, is... No, I'm people just People actually know who you are. Yeah, they do. You're right. I'm, I'm just teasing you because I have all the power, man. You, I, I have so much power right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I mean, I was born on the 29th back in, you know, 1812. But, um, oh, well, I don't know. Well, again, going into this girl, she's not only born 11-11. She's born in the year 2018. 2018 adds up to an 11. So she's a 33 Boom. life path. Any, Hello. Anyone, born on, anyone who's a 33 life path is going to have 
one of the, you know, that's the number of the master teacher. That's why Jesus died at 33. You know, we have someone who is going to have an abundance of vibrational energy in her. And while that sounds ridiculous to most people, think of it as AM and FM uh, radio, different wavelengths. The one through nine have one wavelength. The 11, 22, and 33 have a much different wavelength. And that's why there's so much stuff associated with 33. Right. Uh, even the Freemason order goes up to 33 degrees, which is a known fact. Right. Okay. So Gary, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I normally, you know, I joke around about being on the, born on the 29th, but I don't, I don't tell my birthday because I am afraid of mm-hmm. putting my age out there because everybody thinks mm-hmm. they know how old I am and they don't because I was actually born in 1850 and uh, nobody, uh-huh. nobody believes me. But, uh, you know, my new producer, uh, Chris Cruz is in there. His head just exploded with what you said, and that's that's serious. I mean, I mean this one in all seriousness. He was in there going, "What?" I just, I'm over here like, "What is going on? Can he do me? So I want him to do me." You want him to read numbers? Let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's he, do you it. don't really want to. What's your birthday, my friend? December first, nineteen eighty nine. Twelve one eighty nine. Okay. First of all, you're a hard worker, man. Always got to work hard in life. You always been working hard. Life. You're the type of person uh, that you have to outwork people to get where you want in life. Number two, you're pretty opinionated, pretty blunt. That's got you in a little bit of trouble in your life. Uh, yes. You're born in the year of the snakes, so you're very interested in esoteric knowledge, numerology, astrology, the occult. Uh, 2007 was probably one of the tougher years in your life. And your life significantly changed last year. That's when you had the big shift in your life. There you go. That is true. I didn't meet my future wife last year on September. I know. Again, remember, I'm giving you a cold reading. And remember, I'm a fraud because people aren't allowed to do. They can't do stuff like that. So, again, Jeffy, just tell people the truth. You set that up. And, you know, I didn't just do that. That's what you need to tell people because that's what people believe anyway. By the way, I'll give you this, Jeffy, and you could probably say the same. Out of everything that he said about hardworking, blunt, you nailed it on the head, dude. Well, Gary, this is what I do for a living, my friend. That's because this is your fraud, and we just pulled, we just hit it from. Of course, I know, I know, I got it. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so what do you? What? uh, what, And I appreciate it, and it's good to talk to you. I miss talking to you, Um, and it's uh, amazing that uh, I and I was joking around about this girl being doomed because I love joking around about the number 11, but it's good. I mean, her future seems to be, uh, you know, so bright. She's going to have to wear shades. Yeah. Um, so before we, uh, you know, I know you're, you're promoing, you've got a new ebook that you released. Uh, I saw that I can, can I find that anywhere in the world or do I have to actually go to Twitter? Uh, listen, just go to either my website, Gary, or just go to Twitter. Um, as you know, Jeffy, uh, I have a pretty big group with that GG33 hashtag. Yes. So just go to my um, you know, Twitter account or any of my 500 students and just uh, put in Matrix Mindset at Numerology Now, and you'll find it. Excellent. And again, this is the first book in history that's not only free. And remember, I'm a good capitalist, so I usually don't do things I like know. that. I know. That's, that's why I'm, that's why I'm, but, kind of, I'm kind of skeptical. <laughs> the reason I'm doing something like this is because... I want people to at least know the basics. And this is the first ebook in history that actually proves astrology and numerology are real sciences. Not because I said so, not because, oh, we're going to go through my history. We are going to dissect history th- through and thick. And then we give examples with dates 
so people understand what we're talking about. Nice. Just take a look at it, and it's probably going to change your outlook on life. All right, so one last thing, Gary. Uh, yes, 2019, right around the corner. Yes, uh, I probably won't have an opportunity to chat with you before we get through the holidays and head into 2019. Rough draft, what we're looking at for 2019 from you. I think gold prices are going to pretty much uh, go sky high. I think um, President Trump has to be very, very careful talking about the Fed or he might have a accident. Um, and when it comes down to it, I think the ride with the you know economy pretty much is coming to an end. You know, Jeffy, as much as I've learned in my life, it still boggles my mind. Even though I called it on Twitter that the Democrats take the House, it still boggles my mind how you can have a president with the best unemployment in history, not just for the rich, for minorities, with, with record, record econ- economic output. And 60% of the population still vote against them. Uh, I know. That's, that's just unbelievable to me. It sure Which, is. you know, leads to the you know, point, should everyone have a right to vote? But that's a talk for another day. <laughs> that is definite talk for the other day. Gary, I love you. You know that. Thank you very much. All right, let's wrap up today. Uh, I've got uh, three quick stories for you before uh, before you can before you can turn me off. Okay, now I realize you can turn me off at any time. Don't look at me like I don't know what you're doing out there. All right, but thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. We've been through it, uh, you know, a number of times, and I, uh, you know, frankly, I, I I think you're slacking. Frankly, between you and me, I think you're slacking. I think you could. I think you could. Uh, I think you could share it a little bit more. That's all. You've been done a great job rating, rating it at twenty stars, reviewing it at best podcast ever. Um, I, I just uh, and subscribing has been a little lackadaisical, but uh, I think you're I think you're really slacking off on the sharing. So I wasn't going to say anything because I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I just think you know, I just think you're you know you're slacking off a little bit. And for those of you that are you know. I know it's cold out and, uh, you know, there's a few snowflakes around. It's okay. Take it easy. I'm not hollering at you. I'm just saying, you know, think about stepping up a little bit. It's all. Just share a little bit more. So I've got where we're, where we're headed, uh, where we're at, and it could be the end. Where did I start? i got three stories. i got three stories. We're going to do all three of them. Should I, st- I could start with where we're headed. Where we're at could be the end. What goes first? Where we're at. Where we're at starts us. A man in Australia seems to have taken the term pants on fire rather literally. The police charged him with two counts of arson after he allegedly set fire to a speed camera. Now, we all dislike the speed cameras that are posted all over America now. Now, many places are starting to take them down, lawsuits pending, but this is in Australia. Now, not only, and you say to yourself, wow, those are up there quite a ways. And, you know, you, you, set a, you set a speed camera on fire? Yeah, he used his underwear. Uh, he took his underwear. 
He uh, set the light twice and smashed in the middle of the night on Wednesday. Uh, he burnt his underpants, so started his underpants on fire and then threw it up on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> threw the burning underwear up on the camera. And uh, that's uh, not a good idea. Probably shouldn't have done that. Now, according to Australia's news, the speed camera is the top earner in the state, which means it's working hard. They've got that thing set perfectly to, to nail people. I mean, to there's a lot of bad drivers there. And uh, they've already $720,000 in fines last year alone. Uh, that camera deserves to have burning underwear on it. All right, that's... Did I say that out loud? I just was joking. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, so funny. And what's amazing is that uh, it's a good thing that the camera doesn't see who's throwing the burned underwear off. <laughs> you get so bad, you don't realize that I'm taking my underwear off. I'm setting them on fire, and I'm throwing them up there at that camera. Um, we saw you do it uh, before the camera burned. We have the footage, so uh, you can't do it. Now, in France, remember the guy that got prison for flipping off the speed camera? I remember that story. That is agonizing. Now, he said that it was actually aimed at his girlfriend, but uh, no. No, sorry. Don't believe you. All right, let's do uh, let's do uh, where we're headed. An Arizona Republican who narrowly lost his bid to become the state's top education chief lashed out against his critics on Twitter, calling a PR consultant a gutless punk and a coward. And then he challenged him to a pull-up contest. <laughs> the GOP candidate for Arizona superintendent of public instruction blasted a tweet from local public relations flack David Leibowitz Sunday night that appeared to be taunting the former police officer and U.S. House member about the loss. Now, he served in the Army from 72 to 75, and he went on a wide-ranging Twitter rant against all volunteer military accusing Libowitz and others of being softies who failed to join the U.S. Uh, armed forces because of physical and moral cowardice. Now, uh, he, would, he was embarrassed. He's an embarrassed punk to wanted to do a pull-up pull uh, challenge at 5 a.m. in the morning. But uh, he called him a gutless punk who's never served, never run. <laughs> Just beating this guy up on Twitter. Now, uh, right now, though, uh, Leibowitz uh, is a 68-year-old uh, sad man. Uh, now, he has now issued a bizarre challenge. Uh, he said, I'll Indian leg wrestle you or steel cage match competition you. He didn't want to do the pull-ups. But so we're gonna have an we're gonna have a steel cage match. Now I, I'm sure that they're not gonna pick the Indian leg wrestle. Isn't that racist in today's world? Calling leg wrestling Indian leg wrestling. I mean, we could just call that guy. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to the steel cage match between politicians. Heading to the octagon, baby. Let's go. I'm all about it. And uh, could be the end. Um, Saturday afternoon. My Saturday podcast will go up early Saturday morning, so you'll still have an opportunity to hear it 
uh, before the end. <laughs> of course, you want to download it and listen to it before the end of the world. Hello. Uh, but a new, newly discovered asteroid that is uh, taller than a house is, uh, now they're saying, this is what they're saying, and I think they're just trying to, <sighs> I think they're just trying to ease the pain. Uh, but they're saying that this uh, particular asteroid is going to uh, pass by the Earth and miss us. But it's going to be closer than the moon. I mean, that's close. You know, think about that. I mean, that, that baby's close if it's going to be closer than the moon. And I don't like the story where it talks about the asteroid will barrel towards Earth. Uh, no. I've seen the documentaries. I don't know if, I don't know if you've seen the two documentaries. Uh, at, uh, um Armageddon, and what was the what was the other documentary? Oh yeah, Deep Impact. I never can remember the name of Deep Impact, although I love it. Tia Leone. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. I mean, obviously, the documentary Deep Impact was not as good as Armageddon. Please, uh, but they're both really good. And I enjoyed them. And we see what happens uh, when asteroids hit the planet in both movies. So we do not want that to happen. So Saturday uh, afternoon, one is going to fly by the Earth. Uh, Saturday afternoon, about 1.20 p.m. Eastern. It's between 26 and 60 feet long. And it's going to be between us and the moon. You can stream it. You know, if you want to watch the asteroid hit the Earth and watch yourself die. I mean, I mean, watch it go by the Earth. What am I saying? <laughs> Silly. Uh, watch it stream by. You can stream it with the uh, Virtual Telescope Project, which is going to stream the asteroid live starting at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Eh, it looks like we've got something to do on Saturday. <laughs> 